ladies, gentlemen, it's me, I'm back, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back, <laughs> I'm back, I'm back, it's back, ladies and gentlemen, live from Iraq. Run it back. It's here. My last final installment of this legendary brand. I am your host, Donnell Alamonte Morris. So I want to start off like this. Got something going on in my headphone. I don't know why that is on, but I'm going to put my headphones down. And I want to say this. Before I continue on um, for this final edition, final installment of Live from Iraq. I want to put out this disclaimer before I put out the people, my friends, my battles, my brothers, who was here from the start. So all the thoughts, comments, quotes, commentary on this show does not reflect the United States Army or the unit that I'm in. All stories that I will say on this show, all names will not be disclosed. All further information will not be disclosed on this platform or on any shows. But trust me, I will tell the story, but edit it. And then also practicing of offset. This is not Sergeant Morris that's talking. This is Ala Monte that is talking. And I am off duty. Now, with all that being said, Oh man, I, hopefully I don't choke up when I uh, <laughs> when I uh, start to pay my condolences. No, none of them are, are gone. They they still here on this earth. I had to do the math today. I did the math twelve years ago. A bunch of soldiers, one who had the dream, the others that came along and made it their dream too. That I would say we started a genre and didn't even realize it. We talked about a lot of things, played a lot of music, 
made a lot of friends, made a lot of fans. We even had a couple enemies out there, one or two. But with all that being said, Live from Iraq wouldn't have been nothing without them. And I want to take this time to pay my respect. To tell them thank you. And to let them know that I would take a bullet. Yes, I said that. To take a bullet for them to just be with me to do Live from Iraq one last time. I would take a bullet. So enough of the talking. Let me pay homage to those that was with me before. Starting with Jason Too Smooth Woodard. To Nate, Nikki Nate Cadwell. Joshua, background noise slash Rico Suave Bazaris. And for anybody who was on the show, did a cameo. People that we interviewed, I also would like to thank you. Because of you. Live from Iraq for whatever will be a historical show. And to those three guys, those three gentlemen, my three brothers that I mentioned at the top, I love you. We shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we? <laughs> when we first started out. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for making Live from Iraq for what it was. All the fun we had, all the things we talked about, all the friends we made and enemies. And having everybody on that side of the post talking about the show. I love you. I thank you. And I will have the spirit of you with me doing this show. So now. I'm back. I actually spoke this into existence. I said I wanted to go on one more deployment. Just one more. And it came basically out of nowhere. And here I am. And man, oh man, it's kind of like deja vu is in the same spot from the last time different part but same spot let how about i say this i say it like this it's a different living arrangement and the first month was pretty tough uh, I mean, I think for any, I think anybody who have deployed before or been on many deployments, they know one, each deployment is different, um, depending on who are you, you know, 
what unit you're deployed with. It's always going to be something different, even though it could be the same as that place you was for me 10 years, 12 years ago. It's going to be different. And trust me, it is a lot different. Don't want to go too much into details. I just say it's a lot different than it was when I was here last time. Um, I, I wish I would have jumped on the show. Wish I was doing this earlier um, in this deployment, but you know, I had to get my body adjusted again to the Iraqi weather, which was unseasonably chilly. Um, so that and then, you know, getting used to this uh, unit. So I, I'm, I'm not assigned to them. I'm, I'm, I'm attached. So um, the difference between assigned and attached is if you're assigned to a unit, you're, you're with that unit. You're, you're, you're basically, how can I put it? How can I put it in uh, layman's terms? You're part of the immediate family. You're the, I'm the son. You, I would have been the son. You know? Um, but I'm attached. So, basically, I'm just the cousin. <laughs> the distant cousin. I'm not living with y'all, but I'm here. So, that's the best way I can explain a sign and attach. Um, so, I'm attached. But now... Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, uh, just coming back here and having all the memories, uh, run back to me with all my battles, um, you know, all the things we did, all the things I did, and just walking around being like, oh, I remember what used to be right there, and I'm sound like the freaking old timer. And I, and I realized, like, a lot of the people, when I be like, say, I remember this, they kind of looking at me like, okay, Mush, we get it, old-timer. And I'm not even that old, but, I mean, the way I'm making it sound, make it sound like I've been here for 100 years, <laughs> you know, been away for 100 years, and I'm remembering this and remembering that. So, and then also I became very long-winded, and this podcast helps me <laughs> to, if I got a lot of things to get off my chest, it, it helps me. A lot <laughs> so that when I'm back at work and in, in uniform on duty, I know just to get to the point, said what need to be said, and I keep moving. <sighs> but, uh, you know, still counting down the months. Um, this deployment actually has been going pretty fast. Um, thank goodness. Um, Everybody's getting into getting to their groove, and you know I I, I can't uh, complain. I can't complain too much. I just wish it could go a little bit faster, but you know it, it's going fast enough. I, I put it to you that way. Um, so much I'm missing from home. I mean, you know, this time I guess I gotta. Yeah, probably know I. I'm still got a girlfriend. Lisa, I love you. Um, yeah, I remember the last time I got burned. But this time I knew that ain't going to happen. This one I got, she clingy. <laughs> and I like it. I love it. Love her to death. Um, she didn't want me to leave. If you look, men and women. If you don't have a spouse that 
don't tear up when you're about to leave to a foreign land and putting your life in danger for how many months, then they ain't the one. They ain't the one. I'm not trying to say too much about my business, but Lisa, um, she was trying to hold it in as much as she can because I drove um, to to the unit uh, the day we was um, shipping out, and I called my mom and my dad to let them know that, you know, I'm rolling out tonight. Not tonight. Rolling out today. Wanted to let you know I love you. Um, Lisa couldn't even talk. She got caught up in the moment. And she just let it go. Now, me, being the man that I am, I had to be the strong one for the both of us. And then also, it wouldn't look right for me to walk into the building with tears in my eyes, tear stains, and snot coming down my nose, and people sitting there saying, damn, Morris, who was doing more of the crying? You or her? <laughs> Even though I, w- I wouldn't care, but, you know, it's one of those things, you know. You got Somebody got to be strong for the both of us, and that had to be me. but I have never had somebody who loved me like she does now I know I told girlfriends in the past that you love me more than I love myself but when I'm saying that now it's not even that I mean it it's just straight up truth not even a fact it's true she loved me more than i love myself and i'm trying to learn more about myself every day i'm still trying to figure out me but she seems like she already figured me out i just wish that i was there with her when it comes to figuring me out but that day, I just can remember it like yesterday. She took, well, you know, she got to get her pictures in, so she took the picture of me. She uh, put in a post on Instagram where is a picture of myself when we went to the ball, and then the, that picture that day when I shipped out. And everybody who sent those uh, comments, um, Thank you so very, very much. Majority of them were friends of ours. Um, it means a lot. But every day, I think about home. I think about her. I think about when I get home. I want to my first few dates <laughs> because we're looking at a vacation um we got a couple of spots that we want to go to uh, i did say puerto rico but then since i got my passport uh, i've been looking at other places you know like the bahamas you know costa rica but look puerto rico going back to puerto rico and it's and it's funny because 
Y'all also remember my R&R was to Puerto Rico. Now, I did have a great time. But the problem was my freaking pen was jacked up and Wells Fargo couldn't help me. This time, it's going to be a, a whole better situation, a whole different situation. So it's kind of me righting my wrongs from last time, which is kind of funny. Um, I won't be taking R&R during this uh, cycle, but after this deployment, yeah, I am definitely going to um, book this resort. Um, we look, I'm looking at him now, um, but I need to get with her about it. So, Lisa, if you hear me right now, um, I'm going to send you the resort soon. I'm going to pick some out. I got one that I do like, but yeah. <laughs> but um, like I was saying, also I see this deployment as me. I won't say right and wrong because I, I don't think I did anything wrong in the last appointment. There's a lot of things that I should have done that I didn't do. One of them was work out. Like, I've been working out here, but I've been missing a couple of days. I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, bullshit with y'all, but I want to get in shape, and I'm getting there. Um, I want to leave here with a freaking six-pack. I want to leave here with big arms. I want to leave here, you know, running faster. I want to leave here having some strong-ass-looking thoughts. I want to leave here looking fucking sexy as fuck. That's my goal. And then also to let loose a lot more. Don't be a stickler. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be a stickler. Some of y'all don't even realize. Y'all probably just think a stickler is the person that always tell on people, always follow the rules, and be like, no, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. No. A stickler to me is when you're doing it, doing that and you don't even realize it. That's what a stickler is to me. And so I told myself, when the opportunity arrives, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have some fun. Start to participate in more activities. Like I already uh, cooked the barbecue already. I did uh, ribs. I already did hot dogs. Um, so And also I did steak. So I want to continue that. And, you know, I, I just don't want this to be the regular plain old deployment from 12 years ago where you have to volunt be voluntold to participate in these activities and that's the one thing I do like about this unit they do allow people to you know vote on it if they want to they don't have to and all that stuff that's the one thing I like about this <laughs> Sorry, it is um it's pretty late. <laughs> we got a ten ten schedule, so that's another um excuse me, that's another struggle when you got a schedule like that. I mean I mean you you get to sleep a little longer, but it does mess with the mind a little bit. I mean it it, it does mess with your psyche a little bit. 
But other than that, um, working out, which also after I, after this show, I'm going to go work out uh, a little bit more. Work on the squats, some deadlifts. Which I'm getting pretty impressed. I'm like, I'm I'm already at deadlifts. I'm already at 205, so pretty good. And I'm gonna, probably going to stick there for a little bit and just gradually go up a little bit. And then on the squat rack, I think I'm doing uh, 250. So my my goal, my goal for squats is at least make it back to 300. If I can make it up to 300, oh my goodness, yes, sir, Reba, man, living and loving life. <laughs> Living and loving life. But let's go in here and shift gears. You know, I'm trying not to make this sound too much of ceremonial, you know, sadness. You know, I, I don't want to make this show that, you know, I don't. I don't. Because, you know, live from my right, we keep it lively. So let's uh, live not the moon and also spit some truth. So I want to talk about this. What's what's been going on back in the states? Florida, Florida, hold up, Florida, can you hear me? Test, test one two, test one two. What the fuck is going on with you? What the hell is going on down there? It's a damn shame. That you got all these laws, mainly against gays, and mainly against black culture, mainly against Latino culture. All these laws that is stopping children from learning the actual history of America. But you know, let me be for real about Florida, for everybody who lives in Florida. A lot of y'all going to take offense to this and all say, I do not give two shits. Florida is becoming the new Mississippi, the new Alabama of the South. Now, I understand that Mississippi was trying to pull up some, um, uh, they trying to bring back some Jim Crow laws, but the laws that Florida already have going on make Mississippi want to blush. Here's my stance. Let's just start with uh, let's start with black history. So a lot of people are scared, well, white people are scared, and then coons are scared of critical race theory. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that a college curriculum? Because when I was going through school, they barely even talk about black, you know, history. Other than when it was February, they barely talked about Dr. King. (laughs) They barely talked about any person of color that shaped this country the way it is. They basically talk about slavery and that's it. You're lucky to hear something about Dr. King, you know, when his birthday's coming up. 
his I had a dream speech. But we don't talk about his reparation speech or the speech where he said that he's sick and tired of marching or the interview he did where he literally said he felt like he walked his people into a burning house when it came to integration. We don't talk about that. No, no, no. Martin Luther King had a dream. But we don't talk about the part where he said that his dream turned into a nightmare. But that's critical race theory. But what's that one... uh, his opponent who actually had a, I guess he had a case or something and he, and he became innocent, Gilliam, where he said a hit dog hollers. I didn't get what he was saying, but over the years, I started to understand what that quote is. It's basically like this quote. If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Smells like a duck. It ain't no goddamn dog. So, Florida has literally became the swamp. And the funny thing is, the Gators, what they call their uh, stadium, the swamp, right? (laughs) Don't worry. That stadium's not the only thing that's named the swamp. All of Florida is a swamp. I don't give a damn if Rick Ross lived down there. I don't give a damn the greatest race, the great American race is down there. It's still a damn swamp. We just going to praise the people that live down there, you know, praise these teams that plays down there, go to a race to enjoy and just forget that this state is passing these crazy right extremist laws because they feel uncomfortable. Oh, it's not about race. If it wasn't about race, then why in the world are you afraid to talk about what's been going on in this damn country? Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid to have this conversation? Well, going to hurt your feelings? Remember, Facts don't like um, facts over feelings. But see, when the ball's in your court, it's a whole different story. The country should not forget the wounds that it still have band-aids over them. These wounds are still fresh. And it's never going to go away. No matter what you say, how many times you do look away, how long you keep looking away, it will never go away. And for people, unfortunately, that look like me, y'all use them as pawns just to prove, like, look, he never used his color as victimization He pushed himself to greater heights. No, he just kissed your ass. He literally, he or she literally kissed your ass because they knew if they hung around you and said the things 
that you've been saying that they be safe. They could get in where they could fit in. Where they could be the good ones. The one that you can say, see, you're not like the rest of those, uh, you know what, you know, I'm not even going to say the word, you know. You're, you're not like them. You're one of the good ones. You, you, you good. I can, I can, I can, I can hang around you. My, my kids can hang around your kids, you know. You, you, you one of the good ones. Why can't more of them be like you? This is the country we live in today. And unfortunately, we got a lot of black scholars that want to have conversation with these blacks. I'm not even going black. Let's go on for what it is. These coons and have a roundtable discussion with. No. A leopard would never change the spots. And they don't even realize they being played. But when you're getting played, you're also getting paid. But they don't realize that their job also has an expiration date. Because there's going to be another coon that's going to be cooned out the place even better than you. And just also think, when you start to realize the BS that you've been pumping up, and then all of a sudden... You say the wrong thing, and you start to wake up, they're going to kick your ass to the curb. Going to kick you out on your ass so bad that you don't remember the, fir- the, the first day they accepted you. It's like they take that shit away from you <laughs> in the mind, too. Because <laughs> everything that you had left at the doorstep. And you rest your body and your soul just took off from there. That's how it always happens. That's how I always end up. You're not a rook. You're not a bishop. And you damn well ain't no queen. You ain't nothing but a pawn. Pawn only got one good move. First of all, I only got one move, forward. And a pawn is used as a sacrifice. And they don't even realize it. And for them to sit there and support something like this where it hurts our culture even more. It makes our culture even more broken because now we learn about somebody else's culture that don't even look like us. It's going back to saying that black is something that is ugly. That's something nasty. That we only get to know a select few. Probably with all of them taking out all the goddamn books, you probably not even going to learn one pioneer that is black that made a difference in this country. Think about that. Think about that. Your kids are going to be learning about people like like President Woodrow Wilson, who was a racist piece of shit, who literally watched the birth of a nation and said, oh, that was true. 
who supported the Southern cause, helped out the the uh, sisters and brothers of the Confederacy. This is what your kids going to be learning if you live in Florida. And I think other Southern states have made these uh, or try to push these laws. But these laws are already in effect in Florida. If you go down to Florida, that's this is what your kids going to be learning. These so-called great Americans. That George Washington was uh, the first president. Yeah. Did you know that he had slaves too? Robert E. Lee. They're going to learn by him. He owned slaves. Who fought for the South? They're going to learn about George Wallace. Sla- segregation now, segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. This is what your kid's going to be learning. Bull O'Connor. Look him up. What a character he was. A big progression in black rights and liberation. If you know that I'm bullshit, I show sure him. But these are what your kids are going to learn if they're down in the school system in Florida. But here's a sad thing about Florida. Florida have always became a shit show ever since the 2000 election when they rigged it for George W. Bush. Ever since then. And also, the icing on the cake is Guess who was governor of Florida at the time? His older brother, Jerob Bush. Had to make sure that his, uh, well, first of all, Jeb Bush's little brother, George Bush's older brother. Uh, let me fix that. So the younger brother had to make sure that his older brother became president, even though if y'all ever watched the movie W, which is actually a pretty interesting movie, it was supposed to be Jeb Bush running for presidency. So let that uh, marinate on your membrane. But Florida have always been a shit show. Don't let what Ron DeSantis, I ain't going to call him by his actual last name. Let's call him for what he is, Saintis. He didn't start this. He's just adding more shit in this swamp. That's all he's doing. Y'all remember a dude by the name of Tim Scott? You remember what he did with health care? He made sure nobody had Obamacare. Even though I'm not saying Obamacare was a great state, but it was it was something. You saw how he did the state? So don't get Mr. Ron, all the credit for the mess that he's doing in Florida. Is him just continuing the routine? He's just taking it to a whole nother level. But Florida have always been a shit show. 
I don't know what goes through people's minds when it comes to elections. I, I do not know. They still got, what's his face, uh, Marco Rubio. Oh, what a coon he is. You know, let me talk to my Cuban folks. Let me let me holler at y'all for a minute. I, I, I really want to know because I'm not surprised that the trend that y'all been going on to become Republican, I'm not surprised that that's a trend before the news Going on to it, like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of Latinos and Latinas that are moving and shifting to the Republican Party. I'm not surprised. But my thing is, y'all really do not like socialism. And I'm not coming out as saying I'm a socialist. But my thing is, When you talk about Castro, now I know a lot of your families, I think I mainly talk to my Cuban folks, um, but y'all do fall in the Latinx uh, community. I understand with a man like Castro, what he's done and and how he ran that country and how y'all needed to leave there. I that's a burden that I will not put on my own worst enemy. And I know it not has been. I know it was tough for your ancestors or your your mom, your 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 father to to lead that uh country during that time and then to make it here in the states to make ends meet or most of all achieve the American dream. That's a burden that, knock on wood, I would never want to go through. So nothing but love and um, blessing and strength, if, if your folks are still alive today, they, they deserve all the credit in the world, all the love, you know, for them to go through that. But what he's done... Don't that count on the communism? I mean, hear me out. Because let me go in here. Let me um. Cause I'm 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 gonna play devil's advocate. If y'all if y'all don't mind, while not showing disrespect to your folks. Let's see. Let's see what Fidel Castro done. I'm typing it down in my computer. I'm typing down for those. See, one thing, my boy Bazaar is, he always said, rather than looking for the bad person, see the good that they done. And so I'm going to do that right now as it's going to pop up. So according to um, Wikipedia, even though Wikipedia... You could kind of agree with the information they got right there. So it says that his ideology was a Marxist. Lens, uh, if I can say that right. Lensis, Lensius, Marxist Lensius 
and Cuban nationalists. And he served as first secretary of the Communist Party of Cuba. And then also he, uh, let me see, under this administration, Cuba became a one-party communist state, industrial, uh, industry, industry and business with nationalized and socialist reforms were implemented throughout society. So, communists, but using socialist reforms. So let's uh, let's see. I'm trying to go to a certified. Let me see. I'm trying to go to a certified source. That's another thing too. You want to look up reliable sources. That's one thing I I have said about when you look up your uh, sources. Make sure that they are reliable. All right, so right here from Amnesty International, amnesty.org.au. Castro oversaw some significant human rights wins during his years in power, including dramatic improvements in Cuba's access to health care and housing. He also led an unprecedented drive to improve literacy rates. For his leadership must be applauded. So maybe, no, I'm not even going to say that. So I just want to say this. Sometimes you have to look at the person rather than the ideology. What I'm saying is, you got people who have a whole lot of power. They do it to destroy people just for them to stay in power. But the problem is, yes, was Castro evil man? I'm not sitting there saying I'm supporting Castro. Not saying that at all. My issue is when people propose to have health care for everybody. Don't want nobody to be poor. Tax the rich. Not just tax them. Tax the hell out of them. And have enough money for people to survive. Not even to survive. To live. Because the difference between living and surviving. To live off of. To have pro- fully funded programs to help people. And not to mention, we do have socialism in what we already do, um, i.e., Social Security. What's wrong with that? Because a lot of y'all sound no different than the black conservatives out there you sound no different y'all are pawns too now there's a difference between people that say that you know I don't want to identify Democrat I don't identify Republican 
I have my own way of thinking. That's that's great. As long as you don't call yourself a moderate. Because if you call yourself a moderate, I can't trust you. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about moderates and independents. Those are the most untrustworthy voters ever. They I, they single-handedly destroyed this fucking country. I, I, I still stand on that. But my thing is, when people say that this country is going to a communist state, and it's mainly coming from conservative minorities. I don't see the issue when money is being dispersed, money that needs to be dispersed to helping people. To start programs to help out the homeless, which majority of the homeless are veterans. Healthcare, all sorts of stuff. How is that socialism? But let's look up socialism, shall we? Definition a political an economic theory of social organization which advocates that the means of production, dis- distribution, and exchange should be owned and regulated by the community as a whole. What's the issue with that? What is the issue? Where everybody gets an equal share. That's equal share, ladies and gentlemen. Capitalism is not equal share. Capitalism is basically finders keepers, losers weepers. I'm going to get mine before you get yours. As in socialism, everybody gets an equal cut of pie. What's the problem with that? Now, look here. Like I said, I'm not coming off as saying that I'm a socialist. I'm not. But I can see the benefits. I actually talked to this one Marine who was actually running in Kentucky at the time. And he really had to break it down for me. He said, we need both. We need capitalism. We need socialism. And I was like, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too, but hear me out. You got a lot of people who wants to be millionaires. But when you don't get taxed, that money's not circling around the community so that people can at least have a a living wage. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I see what you're putting down. So what I'm saying is, as bad as capitalism is, capitalism can't live without socialism. Socialism can't live without capitalism. So you can't have both. We kind of do in this society. We kind of do. But I think people want to make so much money that if you, if the government feels like they could just put their hands and take all their money and just disperse it to everybody else and thinking that it's going to people that are lazy because they want free stuff, I think you're living in a nightmare. Because that's not how it's supposed to go. That's not 
how it's supposed to go and it's not going to go that way but see that's also all depends on who you put in your put in these seats your elected officials but that's for a different show my take is this yes Castro you know with all the history that I know was a horrible man was a horrible leader and lots of your family members fled I get it but trying to relate all that to the change in times in Florida is pretty unfair because right now all the stuff that you are describing when it's a left wing thing but all the things are you describing now that was happening with Castro is happening now on the conservative rule it's happening now literally happening now so that's why it blows my mind when a lot of y'all going to Republican side and eventually y'all going to get kicked to the side and kicked to the curb. But as, but one thing I realized, majority of the people that are Republicans and has always had a history with this is business owners. I, I'm guessing that y'all don't want to get taxed that bad. I, I, I get it. But also, what about the worker? Well, I pay them pretty good, you know. Oh, you pay them pretty good. What what what's pretty good at? While you nice out there driving a nice Ferrari, they still driving a nineteen um ninety-two Toyota Tacoma that they can barely get around and barely get to work on time. They lucky they can they can afford the gas thanks to freaking inflation. You complain about the gas you getting, and look at the gas that they got to put in. They can barely afford it. You're paying them pretty good. A lot of y'all complain if the minimum wage go up to 15 with all the money y'all be making. It just, it just blows my mind that business owners will support the Republican Party And because they don't want to get taxed and you just neglect your workers. But that's like I said, it's for a different story. I just want to put that point out there because. You just can't say, well, if liberals took over Florida, it will be like Castro running. will run in the state. But right now on the conservative rule. That's what it's starting to look like. That's just a little thing I want to say to my uh, my lat my Latino and Latina brothers and sisters. Um, I wish I can go further more in detail. I think this is more of a conversation I would love to have. You know, with somebody who falls on that side of the tracks, and y'all know me. I, I go on the side of the tracks to have these conversations. Even if I don't disagree, I want to see what makes them tick. But not to get off too much of the beaten path. I am rooting for every Florida team's downfall this year. 
I want them to have terrible seasons. I want them to have injuries galore. I want them to just suffer. Because it's a damn shame that you got a lot of players that are majority black that just pretend like, oh, I just play for this team. I'm making all this money. I ain't going to cost no ruckus. I hope y'all have terrible seasons. I hope y'all have terrible seasons. And crazy thing is the Miami Heat is in the freaking uh, Eastern Conference Championship, and I want them to lose. I hope they get swept. I want the Florida Gators to be just as terrible as they've been for the past couple seasons. I want them to have a losing season. I want the Seminoles, they've been on the, getting better. I hope this is the plateau. And the Hurricanes, I don't know when the Hurricanes ever been fucking good. I want the Hurricanes to turn into a freaking depression. Literally. Y'all don't deserve to have anything great. Y'all don't deserve to have anything good. And for all the people that's living down there that got common sense, that really do care about that state, that really do care about others, y'all need to move out. Move out that state fast. Leave it to them. Leave it to them. Leave. Go. Definitely for my LGBTQ community. And let me just talk about that one. It's funny that a lot of men are coming out saying, well, kids shouldn't know what their gender is and all that stuff. They just kids. Why should you care? Why should you care? Mainly the black men. Definitely when it comes to Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's uh, daughter. Let me uh, put Dwayne. I'm a uh, his daughter. Let me see. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Let me see. Oh yeah, there you go, Zaya. His daughter Zaya, who's at first was a boy. Zaya took it upon herself to read and basically said, Mom, Dad, I may be a boy, but I feel like a girl. Outside of me is a is a boy, but inside is a girl. And a lot of y'all just flipped. A lot of y'all just, oh my gosh, they 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 don't know. See, we got kids in this generation right now that knows how to read a book, that don't go on the old norms. And people don't understand going by the old norms is white supremacy, too. This is a new age, an intelligent age. And just the mannerisms and how Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade carry themselves they live in a household where they let their kids be kids, but in a structural way. 
I don't think they run a household where the kids just run amok and just do whatever they want to. They live in a structure, but still let them be kids type of household. And even for me, why should I judge or know what type of structure they have in the house? But I can tell that they do have an orderly house, but they let their kids be kids. So for these brothers to come out and sit there and come at Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union like they they have been, I wonder what goes on in your homes. I feel sorry for your kid. I feel sorry if they ever say anything out the norm and you just punch them in the mouth. Or if they don't excel the way that you see that they can excel, you probably just hit them upside their damn heads. Toughen up. Don't even want to give them a hug. Every time they cry, you smack them upside the head. Or you just bring them down even more when you should be there consulting your son and telling your son, hey, you're going to get better. It's going to hurt. But what you going to do with this pain? You're going to let it ruin you or you're going to make it make you feel better? Make it motivate you to become something more. It could be something that can make you become more or something less. Because a lot of y'all so-called fathers out there, I'm not even going to go on the part of like some of y'all don't even be there for your kids. That's for a whole nother story. A lot of y'all just think when you're on your deathbed that your kid's going to be there because that's your son and you're their father. Because I'll tell you one thing, and my dad treated me the way that you treat your kids, I'd be like, fuck you. I don't give a damn if you are my father. You only a father, only in name. And nothing more, nothing less. You will never meet your grandkids. You will never meet my wife. You will never be invited every time I invite family. You'll be the only one that won't be coming. And if you do come, expect a bullet up your ass. Because parents got to understand that the things that you do to your kids, your kids will remember for life. You just can't sit there and be like, hey, get over it. No, no, dad, I'm not going to get over it. I'm not going to get over the time where I, we almost won the national championship. And only thing I want you to tell me is that I did a good job. You give them next year. You basically say I'm a failure. I could have hit that freaking hole, that A-gap, a little quicker, and I probably would have gotten to him. You critique me when I needed comfort, when I need to be consoled, be held. Have you say, son, I'm proud of you, I love you. Everybody's up in somebody else's household, but then when we come up in your household, it's an issue and it's a problem. If Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade's kid want to come out and say that she's a girl, then so fucking be it. If you don't like it, you can go and just get in the corner. How about this? Just get in the line, baby. Get a ticket and stand in line. There's enough space. But I'm going to tell you, they probably ain't going to get to you 
Because that's how much fucks Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union has for what y'all think. Because majority of y'all household may not be in line or probably what I described it to be. Y'all just better hope when you are on your last breath, on your last minute, on your last second, on your last millisecond, or the last time you get to see light, that your son or your daughter is right there on your bedside. And when they're not there, don't get mad at them. Because you're going to realize all the things you have done. And that hopefully it comes back to you like a freaking eulogy of all the things, the flashbacks of how you treated your son and how you treated your daughter or whatever kid. And it just hits you to the point you can't even cry. Because that's the last thing you're going to remember is all the things you did to your son, did to your daughter, did to your kids. And now you got to take that to the grave with you. And now we live in a state where now kids can't even do that no more. Remember, keep government. Government is the problem. Now all of a sudden the government is in your business now. Telling you how to raise your kids. Telling you that, you know what, your kid can't say what they is. If they're born a dude, they're a dude. If they're born a girl, they're a girl. Wow. I hope for trans kids... That the suicide rate do not go up. Ain't like any of y'all gonna care. But people like me who have a heart, who has a soul, who have to live in this thing called Earth, live in this thing called reality, which y'all call the Matrix, which is some bullshit. It's gonna be a sad reckoning for Florida when the trans kids suicide rate starts to skyrocket. Then what you gonna do, Ron DeSantis? Then what you gonna do? And now you got he telling doctors to stop with all that and also with the abortion. They can turn down service now. It's back to the freaking Colorado Cape for making it for a gay couple and they turn down their service. It's that again, but this time with something you probably might need. And then not just for the service, ladies and gentlemen. It's also for religious beliefs. Now, don't get me wrong. Any business could turn down service. But for religious? I'm so sick and tired of this religion shit. I'm done. I'm to the point where I'm just saying, fuck Christianity. I don't care anybody trying to convince me otherwise. Fuck Christianity. Christianity had literally fucked this goddamn country and it continued to fuck it. Christianity has literally became its own party. And it's not just the Republican Party. The Republican Party can't even just use it as a platform no more. The Christian 
movement has became its own fucking party. The Republicans just basically got absorbed in it. It used to be a platform for the Republicans. Now they absorbed into that party of Christianity. Which is goddamn sad. So now, if I need to get a flu shot, me who's not a Christian, I literally have to say, what my religion? Oh, I'm not a Christian. Oh, then I can't serve you. Are you serious? They are lawfully discriminating you because of your race. They are lawfully discriminating against you if you're not a Christian. And they lawfully dis- mm. lawfully disseminate. Uh, mm, I can't get the words. I'm so angry right now just talking about it. They lawfully discriminate for your sexual orientation. For my trans and gay brothers and sisters, I do not know how the fuck y'all can stay wherever in Florida. I really do not know. I would think after that club shooting that happened years, years ago, that y'all was going to get the help that y'all need, that they will make your community safer. But now those streets, those streets that are painted in, in rainbow colors are now turning into blood stains and practically a war zone. And then for my, my brothers, my sisters, my brothers and sisters, we already know what having a target on our backs is. And they're doing what we always feared. And that's a race in our history. Florida is just the tip of the iceberg. One thing that parents of color needs to do. And this is how we can really get it to freaking Florida and let them know that we can't take this shit no more. Is this when a damn recruit from any Florida college, I don't care if it is an HBCU, come to your door? Oh, yeah, we want to recruit your son. The hell you will. Florida got his uh, sundown towns, Florida got their racist bullshit. Now all of a sudden it's on full display, and you want my son to play for your team? Fuck you. But he would be well protected, well respected in the college. Yeah, you're right. Only in the confines of that freaking college in the grounds. But they still don't respect him. Only thing they respect is to get all of the freaking like blood, sweat, and tears from this kid. For them to win a national championship or at least make it to a bowl game. What he gets out of it, oh, you may get called up for this um, NFL draft. What's the probability of him getting drafted? Uh, that's on him. You know, he got to do pretty good with us. And that's the fucking problem. 
So if he don't get picked up by the damn NFL, now he's stuck down there in that racist state called fucking Florida. And unfortunately, a damn degree don't mean shit nowadays. And he's going to have student debt on top of that. So how are you going to help him out with that? Oh, he'll get a full ride scholarship. So you just use my son as an athlete. Okay, cool. Got it. Stop your kids from playing down there in Florida or attending any Florida schools. If you want to really him in the ass, don't go. And this also goes out to my white brothers and sisters too as well. Because there's a lot of common sense ones out there. And I want to thank y'all because y'all the real allies. Even though some of the majority of pro-black don't understand the ally in front of them, in front of them anyway. But that's like I said... I'm saying a lot of things that, you know, goes for different episodes. But other than that, don't put your money in Florida. Fuck that state. Don't put no money into it. Whatever organization, whatever freaking company that they associate with, distributions, Whatever. If it's a Florida-based company, do not put money into it. You want to really hit Ron DeSantis where it hurts? Get him where the money is. Get him where the money is. Don't get nothing that is produced in Florida. And for the people that's living down there, I feel sorry for you, but I'm not going to feel sorry for you for long. Need to get the fuck out of Florida. Leave. You never want to stay in the house where you're unwelcome. They're not going to change their mind. You're not going to stay up in a freaking house just thinking that they're going to, when they tell you that or hinting to you that it's time for you to go, you overstayed your welcome. Because the next time is not going to be pleasant. Leave. Get while the getting is good. You will thank me later. I wouldn't want to stay. Don't stay. Leave. I beg of y'all. And ladies and gentlemen, that would do it for me. First episode back for live for my wreck. I'm running it back. I'd like to thank each and every one of y'all. Um, I would do a final thought, but I don't have the proper music. I don't even have no music, but you know, but still, it's so great to be back. Um, but I will leave y'all with this. We live in a different world. We live in a different time. All the things that we saw as normal yesterday is not normal now. If you do not like the Second Amendment, leave the people that love the Second Amendment alone. If you don't like drag queens then leave the drag queens alone. 
What I'm saying is we all got different tastes, different type of flavors. If you don't like that flavor, it's okay. But the issue is you have to respect the people that love that type of flavor. They love doing those type of things. Don't get in a position of power just to take that away from them. Because remember, there's going to come a time when they're going to have the power and they could take your freedoms away. Everything coming full circle. Karma has, karma don't discriminate. Karma has no favorites. It will hit and knock on anybody's door she sees fit and ready to receive. So remember that when you started talking about drag queens reading books and all that stuff. Okay, cool. That's fair. How about this? I don't want no damn police officer coming up to my kid and telling him, hey, you know, be a good boy. How about that? But he protects the streets. Bullshit. So drag queens can't read to the kids. I want no fucking police officer telling them how good to be a police officer. How about that? I like to keep the energy on both sides. So you want to take away one thing? Let's go ahead and take out the other two as well. And I'm going to leave y'all with that. It's been real. Um, Hopefully I will have more time to uh, do the show when we start to have like a little bit of downtime. But I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so very, very much. I have been your host, Donnell Amante Morris. Thank y'all for listening. It's been real. Love y'all. I'm out. Goodbye. Yes, sir, revive.